All right, welcome back to Blue Guys. This is Mike here. Say hello, Brian. Hello. Check us out on Twitter at BK Glue Guys, uh, Almighty Baller Network, Nets Daily, and search for us. And on iTunes, please leave a review. Brian, Mike, eventful week, a week filled of injuries for yes. both of our families, one to your digits. Also, the Nets family. The injury bug got us all. Um, the the Nets start off their week with a, a win over the Knicks. And two competitive games after that, but uh, Brian, I can't help but notice you have... Yeah, I got a thing. You got a thing. Tell <coughs> us about the thing. Well, first, let me just say thanks for everyone for tweeting. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't think we're going to be able to give out the gift. Why not? What are you talking about? Oh, yeah. Well, did anyone get it? get it? Well, we got... Uh, I'll just go through a couple of these. Um, well, you have to tell... Oh, okay. So here's What's the, the injury? Here's the story. I broke my pinky finger on my right hand, on my shooting hand. Um, <laughs> the... Injury uh, is it's fine. It's an oblique fracture to the fifth metatarsal, um, so that's fine. Um, real clean, you know. If I'm gonna break something, I like to do it clean, Mike. That's sort of what I do. Um, but yeah, it was a uh, <coughs> so it's third quarter. You know, uh, Nets just go on a on a on a run that uh, sucks the life out of the out of the inner, out of the building. Beautiful, totally beautiful. What 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 better than to? Are we peaking a little bit? No, we're we're actually. Very good. What better than to get things back on track than here comes the giant Gatling shirt bazooka. <laughs> now, I'm the kind of guy, I don't get excited for a whole lot, Mike. You know this, but pretty mild-mannered. Pretty rough, but, but you can get up. I don't get, up, get up for, I don't get out of bed for a, a free t-shirt. That's for damn sure. So I was sitting there in my chair. Seems like you did. Thing got fired at me, a screamer. You know, I'm, I'm, we had good seats. So it it seemed, Tell us about the seats. Where are we sitting? <laughs> it's like, it was pretty it was like, good. Like, good. 23. Why are you afraid to say? This is like 20th yeah, yeah. People Because Very people good. resent people with... Brian <laughs> Brian lives a high-class lifestyle. Listen, I know a few people. I know people who, uh, you know, work in the biz. That's it. That's all. <laughs> Anyways. You know one person, I think. And, and they, and they yes. must have known that I was going to be there because I think they put a brick in this t-shirt. They wrapped a brick <laughs> up and shot it out of a cannon at me. Yes. And it smashed into my really extraordinarily strong totally normal finger and broke it what angle was it coming so here's at? here's the real thing this is not like an interest this is big for a bad story because here's why here's what really happened the kid next to me testosterone monster ogre child <laughs> who <laughs> slammed into <laughs> me right at the ogre child <laughs> right he's probably 16 slammed, oh, okay, it, slammed okay. into me at the point of contact with, and it would have been a routine play, but he, because I was jostled and he was ripping at it, it's it you know to, you know messed my finger up. And then immediately, of course, he got the T-shirt because wait wait wait, wait 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 the the impact from the from the firing did that break it or was it him ripping it from your I hands? I would have I would have been able to field it right had he not jostled my whole body <laughs> and made my hands do things that I wasn't expecting. Uh, so put them out of position, and then it got hit directly with the with the brick wrapped in a T-shirt that got shot at me. Anyways, this total monster child immediately then puts on his quadruple XL like crinkly Nick shirt, oh. sitting there. It didn't say anything to you. Seething. I was like, I'm gonna strangle you with that shirt. I swear to my finger hurts so bad. What was what was Dad's reaction to your dad? It didn't not pay attention. Didn't care. I'm sure. No, isn't no. He was he was in rare form. It was a great game. I mean, we were we were. Let me also say a couple of things about him. Like as if I had reason. I needed more reason to hate the Knicks in Madison Square Garden. Sure, I have to break my finger there. Um, but they are not what they used to be. I remember in 1996, maybe maybe 95, 96. 
I went to Madison Square Garden for the first time for Bulls Knicks playoff, and I was floored. It was the uh, most awesome experience. You could still smoke there at the time, so there were people just like oh, ripping cigarettes, Lord. and there was all old guys. Like everyone was like, it was like an old boys club, and it was awesome. And everyone was booing and like, you know, just uh, heckling, and it was great. It was like a very cool culture. Crickets. They're dejected now. This is they. They were getting beat at <laughs> home be. by the Nets, and they couldn't even boo their own team anymore. Well, the the not that I I had seen it live like you had, but growing up, the Garden crowd was like one of the few crowds in the NBA that seemed to matter. They don't matter anymore, dude. Like, I'm telling you, it don't was have, it was like it, I've never. It was ghost town. It was. I mean, like it was. Oh, it's so amazing. And, and my, I'm sorry. Me and, I, and I said, and no, it was great. It was me and me and GW were, you know, just talking a mountain of s the whole time. And no, like, you yeah, were. Oh my god. What my, do you mean? My my dad also he has uh, he had surgery recently on his on his face. So he had, he oh, had most I'm sorry. He had some skin cancer removed. It's no big deal. But he had this like <laughs> just okay. He, yeah. had some, he had a large bandage on his face too. So he's talking, <laughs> he's turning around, just like you guys all suck. <laughs> With a giant bandage really? on his face, yeah. Just you know, he he really blows my mind. Very impressed with his ability to not be embarrassed, pretty much ever under any circumstances. That that is such a gift. It really that is, is a superpower. It is a superpower of a kind. The no nets gear, right? You weren't wearing any nets gear. No, no. Yeah, because you would. Yeah, okay. I don't really wear gear to games. So, are you going to sue James Dolan? Yes, they are going to receive a lawsuit. No, I'm not. Gonna... <laughs> no, that's not. I mean, I. If I were a litigious person, and I'm not, I would. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, we're all banged up here, Mike. Yeah. So wait, so, so Twitter. <laughs> here's what the people are on Twitter. Well, right? yeah. Like, There's so, actually kind of an allusion to my my family's injury. Yeah. In that, but so uh, Greg Broster tag the most obvious cause would be falling down Barclays super steep stairs, which they are. Uh, this is actually not at Barclays, um, but the Barclays stairs are incredibly steep. Um, feeding his dog. No, I don't have a dog. Mike has a, gor- a gorgeous puppy named Georgie. Why Which I tweeted at, I tweet at Greg and I said, Brian hates dogs. And I know that for a fact. <sighs> this is. Anyways, he was trying to save some spinach or truck dip from crashing to the ground. Save the dip, broke his finger. Um, Mike, I have talked to a lot of people about spinach <laughs> artichoke dip. And I tell you, you're. One hundred percent unanimously disagreed with. All right, I didn't touch it, but we were out to di- like dinner and drinks with people on Saturday night, and the most recommended thing the waitress could tell us was spinach artichoke dip. I thought she was trolling me, but yeah, she had tracked yeah. me down and trolled me. And people got it; they <laughs> ate it. I didn't touch it. I wouldn't. I will not touch it. I wouldn't even. T- that, I wouldn't even look at it. That's a. That's not even a red line for me. It's yeah. a green line. You get it? Green? No artichokes. Oh, are, I see. Yeah. Um, <laughs> good one. Um, so punching a fire extinguisher. That's an one. interesting one. That yeah. was, well, that's because of, uh, um, Oh, um, what's his Murray name? Stoudemire. Yeah. Uh, oh, wait, well, who, how did Enos cancer break his hand? Didn't he like punching a chair, punch a chair. Yeah. Punching things for him. And it like bent at the wrong time. That looks pretty brutal. I bet that hurts so bad. Um, clicking mock draft on tankathon, not in the billboard lounge. Yeah, that that would infuriate you because you pressing one of the drops too hard. <laughs> uh, that's a good one. So um, I don't know if we can give it out. Um, we no, do using the, a speed bag. The prize would have been if if you had gotten in on time, the answer correctly would have been a game worn glue guy's hat. Why was it game worn? Because you took it out of the bag. 
and I've worn it. <laughs> so it's game worn. Um, I would have those, signed it. Those uh, those hats are so hilariously. Are they nice? Dadish. They're like. Oh, well, yeah, they're dad yeah, hats. They they really are. They have the um, strap okay. in the back. I went to what is these? I mean, they're like there's. I don't know if you've seen these. If you've gone to a mall lately, but some of those stores where they have like. Not even trendier clothes, but like of the minute trend clothes, things that have like sayings from TV shows that happened 20 minutes ago. Yeah. They are called dad hats. That is the brand of hat. Oh. Um, um, sorry, I just looked at something on TV. Um, so we'll give that out for another reason. We'll find another reason to give out that hat. I think it's a special hat. Put it back in a plastic bag and don't tell me a word, okay? That'll, that'll, well, I think if people <laughs> listen to this, they're, they're going to know. <laughs> Uh, dude, I don't, I don't think anyone really cares about my dog. But hey, the game was amazing. Right. The game was outrageous. And it was really fun to be the only Nets fans in the place with the Wavos to just be <laughs> screaming and yelling about how bad the Knicks sucked. And I think that's the mentality Nets fans should just take on. Just, yeah. I mean, it's after- kind of great to be like, you know, so, at, so at the bottom, like that, like it, we go in there, there's no, like, wait, oh, so you beat us? Great. Like, we don't care. And if we win, it's we get to heckle you. We get to we yeah. Get there's to be, a special yeah, kind of special uh, kind of bad that you get to like be. Yeah. If both teams were good and one team was better, yeah, that would be special. But there's also another kind of special hate where it's mm-hmm. like both teams are bad. Yeah, one team is actually doing worse right now. Right. That's the next. There were other. I mean, like there was the Celtics game with the Nets almost coming back to win. There was the Dallas game, which the Nets. You know the what is. The Yogi Ferrell Spencer Dinwiddie battle. Mm. I mean, that's really what that everyone was watching there. Yeah. Um, the you know the Nets are doing slightly better. Of course, Jeremy Lin gets hurt again. Yeah. Um, it's just so sad. It, it, the reaction from I was I think it was on Nets Daily that I was reading it was that like even he said this is not like my hammy. Mm-hmm. This is this is just something I will be able to get over. It's like the reaction to every time Jeremy Lin goes down even slightly. It's just like oh, yeah. well. Don't need to watch. You know, over. you know what really sucks about that too is like the few times that you got to send some positive tweets about Jeremy Lin, they were super popular and be like, "Oh, great!" It's like, see, yeah, there was a ton of positivity. Yeah, and now you get to go back to, to being a, a <laughs> just little internet troll trolling. a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do want to I do want to mention this. So, <laughs> oh, good. Uh, the Spencer did with Yogi Ferrell thing. I was joking about it, but like, yeah. so obviously, and I had even said this that the Yogi Ferrell decision to let him go was tough because he had done well for like three games yeah. on dallas and um i looked at the stats per 36 can be a, a terrible vortex to fall into but mm-hmm. tim capster on the radio broadcast because i was listening to the radio broadcast for the dallas game uh was saying this and i think it it's not inaccurate is that dinwiddie and yogi ferrell have been essentially the same player besides the one little outburst that yogi's had yeah they're per 36 yogi scores 13 and a half points a game Dinwiddie's 11. They have the same assists, same turnovers. Spencer rebounds the ball one more time a game. Field goal percentage, Dinwiddie, like, crushes Yogi Ferrell. It also, Dinwiddie is 6-6. Is this per 36 since he's been traded to Dallas, or is this just season I gave him season. I I think that's fair, because also Dinwiddie is on Brooklyn, so it's like there's actually a a denominator that is the same right. in that situation or, you know, a, a variable. Um, one very astute Twitter representative, two morning poops. Uh, <laughs> which, so yeah, the advantage yeah. could be in Spencer Dinwiddie's favor because of his ability to guard one through three, which is pretty, pretty true. I mean, he's, he's, uh, he can guard people much taller than him. Um, you, you see, you're not buying this. No, no, no. And like I defend, so I'm defending Spencer Dinwiddie in this, right? But 
in the end, I'd rather have Yogi Ferrell. If I just because I can see in my mind, I can see Yogi Ferrell in the future as JJ Barea type, where he's a backup ball handler who can score and will will give your bench units. I don't really know. Dinwiddie looks fine, but has he impressed yeah. really that much this year? I mean, he's had a couple of decent games. Here's he, what here's what you're getting caught up in though. Please. So in like the they're about the same age, by the way. I think Yogi's a month younger. Yeah. Have you ever seen those diagrams of like they're like pentagons, and it'll be like if you have a strength in one of the sections, it goes further. Yeah, the Pokemon. Right. Exactly. Right. So Spencer Dinwiddie's pentagon is not exciting. It's he's not. It, there's no standout skill set really in that whole thing. It's very love this. Okay. Very yes. even, <laughs> even distribution of of uh, XP. Whereas Yogi, <laughs> Yogi is much more offensively, like a bit more of spark plug. He has his moments where he can shoot whatever nine threes in a row, or whatever that was. You, that that feature is not in the Spencer Dinwiddie. He's a Voltron. Where, uh, but that, yes. but he's also not there with the defensive issues. I mean, he's just a small, very small. And he, I mean, he, if he's not stealing the ball at a faster rate than Spencer Dinwiddie, and he's not playing more conservative defense, it's a it's a pretty big difference. There. Yeah, and and I get that, and. And if this team is, just from a prospect standpoint, you're going to want Dinwiddie over Yogi Ferrell. It's more likely that a 6'6 guy who can ball handle and defend multiple positions will be more successful than a 6' maybe guard and who we have no sense of really how good of a point guard he'll be. I mean, to be honest, he's not even really a point guard. He's just a ball handler, and he can score a little bit, but he can't do much else. Um but I still think the ceiling on on Yogi is like someone who will be in the league for a while because he can score potentially. Mm-hmm. Where Dinwiddie, I just, I mean, he's been he had a couple of decent games recently, but I don't know if I'm like if, it, if he's going to survive this no, sinking yeah. ship that is the Nets, and then we'll come out the other end and be like, oh, they've got a ten year pro. His skill set a lot less exciting than than Yogi. Feels. XP XP XP. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Um. I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, that Nets Daily article that went up today. That was pretty good. Yeah. Please do. Uh, by Cheer Boy. Um. I'd like to like roll him out properly, but I should give him. This is new, you know. May as well. Char- Char- professional. I, lo- I lost the drop. Charles Maniego, uh, writing for the first time for Nets Daily, had a really good long uh, article extrapolating Nets' offensive strengths with Brooke Lopez. Uh, did you read that article? No. Um, it's good. It's So it makes, in, in the end... That'd be a new fun game, by the way. It, did you read that article? No. <laughs> um, but basically, the the in, in summation, he kind of thinks that Brooke Lopez is actually a perfect fit for Kenny Atkinson's system offensively. Totally. Um, I mean, there was a moment, and I tweeted this out, BK Glue guys. There was, Brooke had, so Brooke's three-point shooting is obviously the biggest development in his game. He shot 14 three-pointers last year, and now he sh- he's leading the team in field goal made and field goal attempted, or three-point attempted or whatever. But... Uh, he had a three-pointer in the Dallas game where he had the ball in his hands. He took a jab step and kind of even took like a little bit of a fadeaway shot from the worst place on the floor to shoot the three, which is like basically elbow extended, and he made it. Yeah, um, which is an ins- kind of an insane shot for a seven-footer who has no three-point history to yeah. be able to make. His his shot chart that they show in this article <clears throat> is pretty amazing. Um, 
just in how even the distribution is. Uh, it's like, it's pretty wild. But the one thing is, the corner uh, from three, or the, the elbow extended or whatever, that's that's the only cold spot on the strong side. I For him? For him. And I do you know what my theory about that is? I would love to hear it. Big feet. Big small feet. space. No, no, no. This is the elbow extended. This is oh, like, oh, okay. This not is, not yeah, corner three? Not corner. He's pretty good from the corner. And yeah. especially the right corner. I think that's the only thing where he's shooting over. You know what's interesting? I was looking at a couple of player shot charts in the Nets. Like, I, it was like Dinwiddie and a couple of other guys. They're all good for the right corner. Yeah. Don't shoot from the left corner. I don't yeah. know why that is. That's how it's kind of how I am too. I tell you. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't want to see my shot chart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't want to know. Just cold everywhere. Don't want to know. Just a blizzard. Um, but it's it's going to be interesting to see. <laughs> I don't want to talk Brooke Lopez trade rumors. Oh, jeez, Mike. But I'm just going to be saying I think people are going <laughs> to step back and they're going to look at this Brooke season. And they're going to to realize them those people being people in the NBA, and they're going to realize how valuable he is. He is extremely valuable. It's insane. The transformation Brooke has has made seem so easy. Yeah, and he's got to be. I mean, I haven't looked this up. Maybe Miles Turner, but who's a better three point shooter as a center, a legitimate center? Wait, you you the Miles Turner. I love Miles Turner. He's not a three-point shooting center. He, yes, he is. It's point half a three a game is not a three-point shooting center in today's he game. He can shoot the three though. Maurice Spates averages oh, stop. like one point five. Spates. Don't even bring up most Spates <laughs> to me. Frank Kaminsky Jr. Don't bring up Frank Kaminsky Jr. to me. <laughs> Miles uh, Turner is a three-point shooting. Uh, is, well, I guess Chris Dabbs. Is that is I think Brook averages more than both of those guys. Yeah, I does. mean I know that's I what I'm saying. Know. He's the best in the NBA. <laughs> and we once we once talked about Brook being the best low post offensive threat. Yeah, he's really adapted. He's he's really adapted. Pretty amazing. And his is, is trade Kenny, value's got to be. Is high. Kenny going to get any of that credit? <laughs> yeah. So I keep. Do, I don't know if do you feel this way that I keep looking at Kenny Atkinson and I can't believe the amount of composure that he has for the. The crap of players he has on his team, essentially. <laughs> yeah. Like, there'll be yeah. times in the game when, like, we've talked about this, how, um, like, he'll set up a pretty good play, but yet he's running the play with D-League level players or mm-hmm. G-League level players, and it just doesn't go right. And it's incredible to me that he can just, like, <laughs> just move on. And, yeah. like, he his mindset is so much of, like, we're just going to try to do better every play, and that yeah. we're not going to worry about winning. Dude, I think of the Dallas game, they had a lineup out of like KJ McDaniels, Isaiah Whitehead, Dinwiddie, and uh, Archie Goodwin. And I was just like, whoa. Yeah, Archie Goodwin. I, don't, I mean, <laughs> I've always loved Archie Goodwin, but <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, low, like, whoa, this is bold. Go, going out here with this crew is pretty bold at this point. That's what I, I mean, yeah. this team over the past two months have become just like, there's no, there's no line, there's no like crunch time lineup because no. crunch time doesn't exist yeah. for the most part. And it's just, all right, we're just going to, guys are going to be playing 20 minutes a game. Everyone's going to be playing 20 minutes a game. And it's, wor- I, I mean, I think it's working. I think yeah. it, it's keeping everyone engaged. And even though you don't really care about keeping Randy Foy engaged, he's still engaged. Dude, Randy Foy, the more we talk negatively about Randy Foy, <laughs> the, the better. He looks pretty good. Dude, he's, he's, he's like, if, if at some point we're going on like a, we're like a, oh, like we're, the other team's on an 8 0 run or something. Get fan, get Randy for the ball. Get, I that's, think what, so. that's how I feel at this well, point. And that's what people are so furious about was yeah. I think Randy Floyd was in the game over Jeremy Lin in the Celtics yeah. game. That is yeah. and so so that's like the big controversy is that they could have beat the Celtics if Lynn was in, which is like 
probably true, but who knows? I mean, it's not like the... So Kenny Atkinson defended not putting Lynn in because the other guys are playing well and he really didn't have a spot to put him in. I kind of agree with him. Like, the other dudes are... You are overlooking Jeremy Lynn's crunch time statistics in a heinous way, maybe I could say. I think the team's better without Jeremy (laughs) Lynn. See, no, see. no, no one's ever said that. Yeah, a bunch of people just tuned out right there. Yeah, so you just lost half the, <laughs> the viewers, the listeners. Um, yeah, Jeremy Lin's ankle day to day, and that's good news because every time he's not on the court is a problem for this team. Not only for winning games, but yeah. you know they need to see. There it. is something very special that happens when he isn't is not on the court. It's like all the juju, all the magic. Any any optimism I have kind of just goes away when he's hurt. Well, I was thinking about this. so. Um, I, f- I think I was listening to a Bill Simmons podcast, and he was talking about how like it, 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 there's so many good point guards in the NBA that it doesn't really make sense to pay for a, a really good player um, unless really good point guard unless he's like really really good because you're like Drew Holiday is going to be a a free agent this year and he yeah. may get the max, but he's who is he? He's 18 and seven, pretty good, but not amazing. Like Jeremy Lin's contract, if he's healthy, is going to look incredible mm-hmm. because it's at a decent i think it's like 12 million right now and he is 100 percent a starter in the nba and at, at as the cap keeps rising up he's yeah. just going to be like to be fit in i mean trade value you know, sure. total. can i also say uh i think isaiah whitehead had his transformational moment against the knicks that night <laughs> i think he had his his <laughs> first his first level super saiyan happened you think I mean, his version of it. What, yeah, whatever, yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know. No, I love. I, I mean, I, I love that Isaiah. spin move. That go to spin thing. move is amazing. The cyclone, man. The yeah. Brooklyn Cyclone. It is. It's you know you don't see spin moves like that anymore. Like not these days. I just love his demeanor. Yeah. It's very such Deion Waiters. Such an upright runner. Just like yeah. <laughs> I don't. He, I don't think he's ever like cr- craned his neck downward. Yeah. It's always. <laughs> yeah. It's like someone got to him in like prep school and yeah, just told I him know, like, yeah, keep your heads, just <laughs> do it straight, stable to board to his back or something. Oh God! But it, I mean, he's he's been he, oh, it's been a revelation, Mike. Yeah. Um, I was kind of disappointed. The the Ringer did a article where they like re ranked the rookies, like how would they redraft. Yeah. They didn't even mention Levert or Whitehead, but I mean, from both of them, I feel so much more confident in what's going to happen in the draft. Yeah coming up and we're and, and I, I we haven't talked about this but we'll we're going to dig into some of these uh later oh, yeah. first round prospects i think oh yeah i mean we have like a ton of time after the season's over yeah, yeah. season's not over <laughs> no oh, Mikey. you know when you're saying the re-ranking thing i got i clicked some clickbait yesterday and i felt really disappointed on myself what did you click? i was on facebook and there was an ad for uh top uh all all the nin- the ninjas and um God, I can't even remember. Mortal Kombat ranked, yeah. and, oh, all, and yeah, it was a that's... video that was like <clears throat> ninety seconds long, oh, and, no. and it was just like Rain is the worst. Katana's pretty good. Sub Zero <laughs> is the best. <laughs> it's like, I was like, oh my god, I feel like. <laughs> Can I tell you something? This is really a strange rabbit hole to fall down into. Yeah. But I, I was writing an email to my friends. We're in this NCAA draft. It's not a bracket. It's eight people. You draft right. eight teams. Uh, the C times the round is how many points you get. Sure. So then after the end of the first two rounds, I did a superlatives for it. Mm-hmm. And my friend who's in it now has no more teams left. Mm-hmm. So I was going to make a joke about him being barren. Mm-hmm. And I looked up, I Googled uh, famous barren people. 
yeah means to not there be are, able to have children. There are lists of that. Yeah, that is oh my god. There are lists of that. It's oh like oh my lord. How can that even? Who yeah. who? I just want because I just wanted to see just yeah, to yeah. see. And th- there's a list of like multiple articles. Mm. I'm like what. What, what he, clickbait world are there we was another in? one yeah that reminds me of one that i saw that was like 17 actors you didn't know are dead and you had the cover the, on the cover oh, that's of the, horrible on the thumbnail was uh river phoenix it's like that's the only well, yeah, that's the most everyone. famous <laughs> one. <laughs> maybe one of the most famous <laughs> everyone knows river phoenix death. i've always kind of wanted to do a deep dive in like you know when you get to the bottom of an article there's like those four stories from zergnet or whatever those are mm-hmm. and they're like one of them will always be you won't believe what she looks like now yeah i was just want to like yeah. I want to dig into like it's almost like the fake news thing who's create where yeah. Russians are probably creating most of that stuff. Who's creating that stuff? Yes. Well, teenagers in Estonia. That's sure. That's exactly who. That's where but all there's the also happening. there's also the thing where it's like, is that clickbait being given to me because of my past? What about my past search history is given because I, I was on an email chain, this is like two years ago, but for work <clears throat> and somebody it was for a book, um, they they were like on the Amazon page of the book and they took a screenshot of it and sent it along because it's like wow look at how many reviews or whatever like how many five star reviews and in the corner there was like a chaps like a like 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 assless chaps thing <laughs> like like leather chaps and he was like haha look at like the ads they put with this book too not knowing that that's not how the internet works so well, <laughs> that's, not, that's 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 not how it works uh, yeah. yeah that's tough. All right, news run leak. You didn't like that, huh? No, no, I love. No, no, no. Oh wait, look, no, I feel we, bad for you. What? No, uh, let's do a um, a little thing. Hey yo, do you play daily fantasy? Do you? I do. If you do, you should be playing on draft. Um, you should get this. Your chances of winning on draft are almost three times better than on FanDuel and DraftKings. This is true. The data shows ninety percent of players lose on DraftKings. On FanDuel, over 40% of the money goes to just 1% of the players. Now, if you're not a pro, and you're not some creep who's spending hours a day on fantasy, you should be playing at it on Draft. You'll win more often, it's statistically proven. On Draft, you do a simple snake draft, just like at the beginning of your season-long league. You can do drafts whenever you want. Uh, They last just for one day, and they take only minutes to complete. So I have Draft on my phone. I just did a quick game yesterday, and uh, I got... Russell Westbrook was like the third pick, and I crushed it, um, which was improbable. That would never happen with with DraftKings or whatever else. So uh, download Draft now. Just search Draft in the App Store, and it'll come up first. Uh, be sure to enter the promo code ABPN when you download, and you'll get a hundred percent bonus when you deposit. Again, search Draft in the App Store, and be sure to enter the promo code ABPN. News of the week. Oh, it's news oh. time. It's the news. All right, go, go. News of the week. How how tall is James Comey? I think he's six three. Is that it? That's he's like a giant walking down that hall. Yeah. Um, news around the league. Brian. Uh, big game tonight. The uh, Warriors play. The Oklahoma City Thunder, of course, that's a big game because Oklahoma City Thunder hate the Warriors mm-hmm. for multiple reasons. And we had a report today from Chris Haynes from ESPN. I don't know if you saw this, but that uh, from multiple sources within the Warriors that the Warriors were furious that OKC leadership didn't try to calm down the angry OKC fans before the first Thunder Warriors game, which was like, you know, Durant's first game going back to OKC. The fans were furious, you know, yelling at him, mm-hmm. screaming at him, blah, 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 blah. Uh, apparently, 
multiple people inside the Warriors were upset that essentially the Thunder people didn't come out and do something before the game and said, you know, something like, hey, we should, why don't we be nice to Kevin? Because this, mm. this is actually the paragraph, the best paragraph, and I'll just read it for you. Okay. Uh, the Warriors felt, according to sources, that for a player who meant so much to a city, the player being Kevin Durant, mm. a small market city at that. Oh, dig time. Yeah. A courtesy greeting was in order from Top Brass, who should have issued their fans a reminder and proper perspective on Durant's role in elevating the Thunder into a perennial championship contending team. Getting diggy with it, Mike. Okay. So then so then later, Kerr and Curry were asked about it today. The game's tonight, Monday night, so we don't know what the effect of this will be. They both said the story is fake news. Uh, <laughs> uh, so anyways, fake news. So it it comes to this. I'm really worried. Can I just say I'm really sure. worried about the vocabulary of America? Nah, fake, fake news. Bigly, come on. <laughs> it's terrible. I'm bigly worried. All right, sorry, go ahead. Um, the so the story gets out regardless, and in the story, it's referenced as sources. So that means multiple. Mm-hmm. You would think uh, people within the organization. And if Kerr and Curry are not those people, you would you would not mm-hmm. think that would then be maybe Bob Myers or the owner. I would think it'd be from Joe Lake of the owner because he references small market, and mm. that's a strange thing yeah. to do. That's a very specific dig yeah. at that town, or it came from Durant and Durant's people. Yeah. Um. No, regardless of where it came from, it's a horrible look for the Warriors. I think yeah. it makes them look like what people believe them to be, which yeah. is essentially like this kind of. I don't know how to, like, they think their shit don't stink, and yeah. they're better than everyone else. Mine, it's just like, it reminds me of a person that I know in my life who is <laughs> an aggravate, an agitator, and then quick Uh-oh. to play the victim. Quick, very quick. It's Talking you, Mike. Me. It's me. <laughs> sure. yeah. yeah. No, it's not you, actually. Georgie but, was biting that dog. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Georgie's dog is also the same, the same kind of, or sorry, Mike's dog, Georgie, is also an agitator and a victim at the same time. Yeah. Um, no, not an agitator. Georgie's sweet, sweet girl. <laughs> um, the, well, yeah, that's like that's a perfect, that's a perfect, terrible PR move for for that team. Unbelievable. I don't yeah. know. I don't know who would put that out there. Who would want? Because so you're venting. So if you read the article, it's pretty extensive. It's not just like one of those sources say things where they say one right. sentence and then we blow it out. Yeah, it's sources blow say it multiple paragraphs. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're venting to a reporter. Obviously, then they can let the reporter then use that as sources say. Right. If sources are multiple people, that mean multiple people are venting about this situation. And well, I cannot imagine it came from Durant because it, Durant, I believe, is smart enough to know that that would make him look bad. Mm-hmm. It would make people upset. Mm-hmm. In OKC, even more. Yeah. Um. I have a feeling it must have come from the owner, but I don't really think the owner's like swooping down and talking to some ESPN <laughs> reporter who's, you know, you know, just I don't think that's going to happen. But it's just it's a bad look. It's a and it's only if you're a fan of. So let's say that if you're a Nets fan in this situation, you're <laughs> and and some let's say, I don't know, Jason Kidd, Jason Kidd leaves and a story comes out after the first game that Nets fans were too mean to Jason Kidd. Yeah. And that Jason Kidd feels bad about people being too mean. Yeah. Are you going to be nice? Yeah. That's, yeah. That might encourage me to be like really nice next time. <laughs> yeah. That might be. No. Yeah. No. It's, it doesn't solve any of the problems. It's really. It's an, it's a great little news piece. I'm sorry that I missed that. Oh, and by the way, uh, I didn't add this in, but 
Do you know Sean Marks is going to be in Moscow on Wednesday? Did you, you read that? You know, for who? Have you watched the Milo, Milo Stoudesic stuff? No. Interesting. It's, Very weird player. Well, give me your scouting report. It's How's this free really throw like, shooting? Like nobody I've ever seen. Um, very strange. Uh, I mean, the, obviously, like the the Jason Kidd, just because he's a very large guard that passes and runs yeah, that's, fast. That's the lame. That's become the the go to. Just like yeah, big point guard. He's Jason Kidd. Yeah. Um, in this case, it's, it's probably more accurate than a lot of the other ones because he does like really. Really good passes, moving full speed and transition, which is like sort of what I think of like the the hallmark of Jason Kidd's game. Um, and you don't see a lot of people doing that. But um, yeah, weird, weird player because they're not like they're also not like a Jason Kidd pass. It's like a lot of these like um, uh, I don't know. They're just like well, Eurobat. I mean, Euro basketball is still we've stolen so much from that, but like it's still so different. It's just still like the angles that they play are yeah much weirder. Yeah, mid ranges still exist too over there. Mid range is not Dude, the we the the Dallas Mavericks mid range life. It's like, they're like the last team hanging on to this mid range yeah. game. It'll make a comeback. It'll make a comeback. Um, um, everything's got a zig and zag, you know. That's what I see. I just want the the Milos thing, the savior from mm-hmm. abroad. I don't know if it makes sense for this team because we saw that article where he was like, "I want to play for com- like a competitive team right away and start on it." So it's like he's who- thirty years old. Yeah, he. He he is saying that he wants to be on a competitive team. The Nets probably aren't competitive. I haven't yeah. confirmed that yet, but they may not be. Yeah. Um, he would take minutes away from Lavert, Whitehead, whoever the draft picks are this year. So he's the, he would be your backup point guard. Your two in some situations, along with Lynn. Um, he would make the team better, I'm sure. But uh, what are you gaining by signing a 30 year old point guard who hasn't been in the NBA and um? When your team, when you're trying to build, well, unless if you like believe that he's just like a yeah a Manu Ginobili type, just like a winner and like yeah like totally um, great to be around. And- exactly. I think so long as Jeremy Lin is on this team, that's that's just a non-starter, unfortunately. Unless Prokhorov just wants to make it rain jet skis on his head, and <laughs> that's and that's how we're gonna solve this thing. But but other than that, like you know, it just is not a natural fit because like we've gone all in on this. In, in our one point guard, although you know Ian Eagle in our interview with him said that that's not necessarily set in stone. No, and I don't think it is either. And it's not. I'm not saying it's impossible. They'll sign him also because there's like the Trajan Langdon connection that was talked about in the Nenkum article that he played for CSK a Moscow for eight years or whatever. I'm sure. I'm sure. Like if you're looking for inefficiencies. You're going to look international. And if you could sign him for $8 million a year, which was Sergio Rodriguez's contract with the Sixers, $8 million is like not that much now. No. Blah, 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 blah. But <laughs> it just, it, the, you would only make that move if there's like two other moves along with that. Two other moves being signing free agents. Mm-hmm. I don't, they're not going to just make that move, I don't think, and that'd be like it. Yeah. Right. So maybe they, they go into this offseason and be like, we're going to make it Rangetskis. On Otto Porter and Contavious Caldwell Pope. Do you think that because we traded Boyan to the Wizards, there's a little wink, wink, nod, nudge about not matching our offer to Otto Porter? Yeah, I don't think that's. You don't think that that's, don't how think that that's that operated? Hmm. But weird. <laughs> would you be okay with um, Jeremy Lin, Brooke Lopez, and then Contavious Caldwell Pope and Otto Porter on max contracts? I'm not sold on Contavious Caldwell Pope. Can I just say that? Apparently, he's a great defender. I don't know. I don't know. 
people Otto Porter is like obviously like yes, a hundred percent. Like yeah. I I love it. I don't know. He like something about it. You, you, I mean, you're saying max contract though. Yeah. So the problem with Otto Porter is that like he'll never be. He's not James Harden. He's not like uh, a role player who will then ascend to being awesome. Mm-hmm. He will always be a like the best version of a three and D, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Like that will always be his circumstance. Yeah. Which would be helpful, but is he worth? Yeah. What would it be? Money. Thirty million dollars a year? No, no, he's not. Contavious Caldwell Pope, I think, probably has more potential in that. That just he probably has more of that. Like I can be the yeah. main scorer on an okay team, but they're gonna have to give money to someone. Yeah, you hope. Anyways, uh, second story. Can I tell you about this mm-hmm. headline? Most boring debate in basketball is back. Oh, is it LeBron or Michael Jordan? It's LeBron. Oh. No, it's it's about the fact that the Cavs sat James Irving in love right. on a national TV game. Yeah, I watched that game. It was that was amazing <laughs> how how heftily they took it from from every side of the broadcast. I mean, it okay. I understand why this is a debate to be had, but these are the two groups of people that care about this debate. Mm-hmm. Uh, people who broadcast basketball games yeah. and people who are in the arena when those basketball games are being right. played. <laughs> yeah. No one else could no one else could possibly care, especially yeah. Saturday night. You know, everyone's like, "Oh, it's a prime, you know, primetime national TV game." One, there's one of those every night. And also, yeah. it's the NCAA tournament. It just no one's going to be caring about NBA basketball on a Saturday night. Look, I was happy because I was like, let me see, let me see this K fielding moments. Like that's a- I kind of that's what I love when yeah. they have like these like just but so that's it. They're terrible like, teams. We, we want our like generic fans to be happy because they just want to see LeBron. And I want them. I I like it because I want them to educate themselves and step up a little bit, take the time to read through the roster a bit. <laughs> you want you invest want, a little bit of sure. your time into the into the sport that you claim to love so much. You're going to show up wearing a jersey of somebody's name on your back. It's like loving Tolkien, but sit, but really only reading The Hobbit. Yeah, you know. Yeah, exactly. It's There's like other oh, books out. Oh, there. Oh, you know who Bilbo is? Congratulations. There's other what books. About, what about Tom Bombadil? <laughs> <laughs> You've already lost me. <laughs> already lost me. Um, but. It, it's just, I totally get why it's important. Like, if I'm the commissioner of the NBA, I care about this because, again, my product's on national TV. The best or second best team in the NBA is not playing their best players against a team that we should want to care about beating. But as a fan, I could not care. It it doesn't affect me. It makes sense to me on a like a basketball friend level like just like i enjoy it you know what it's because you're a discerning fan you've invested enough time so that you're immune to the (laughs) and i want to see k felder yeah exactly to these to this useless headline i mean i and i fully understand it too like the guy's being rested because you want to see more of him in the future like you take one game off here so that there's five more over here you know that's that's being economical with your time in my mind and that makes that's a great point because if LeBron's playing all 82, 38 minutes, all 82, his most important 16, yeah. he won't be Superman all, LeBron. All these, like old guys who are like uh, talking about, like, we never took off, like, and in, in, in the years before that, like, never took off. Like, these were guys off the street playing, and, you know, if you go back far enough, I was reading in 
the Terry Pluto books oh, that, God. I, that, I, that I love. Uh, like half, half of the guys in the league in like the 70s and 80s, or not maybe not 80s, but like certainly 60s and 70s, um, were like, yeah, I went to school for communications. I was dead set on being a lawyer. Uh, I really wanted to be a doctor. And then like, you know, at like 28, like I started playing professional basketball. <laughs> like these kids who have been playing, like LeBron has like never not played basketball since he was 10 years old or whatever. And that's how, that's, and how that's what he was going NBA to do these days. It's an enormous risk. All of your, all of your like, you know, financial future is totally locked up in this thing. Uh, unlike, you know, in previous years and so on and so forth. This is, these are the risks. They want to protect these athletes. They want to protect their investments. I don't see a problem with it. You need to expect a little bit more from your audience, Mike. That's how, that's my hot take. Beautiful. I'm furious now. I'm furious at the Joe Schmoes and, and the stupid Staples Center. <laughs> and then where's LeBron? Um, so that's all I have. But I've, I've, I saw Beauty and the Beast. Can I get, <laughs> can I get a You're a Baby Boy? What? Do you have that? Do you uh, have a You're a Baby Boy? Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. You're just a baby boy. You don't know any better. Okay, that's uh, that's our that's our movie review <laughs> lead-in. Okay, let me give you this. Okay, I've, I've had a lot. I have a lot of thoughts. First, I'm going to say outright, I cried three times during the movie. Oh my lord! Okay, I cried three times. Um, I was one of. Can you can you take the like at what just what minute mark are we looking at here? Oh, spread Lord. out or is this okay well if you're not familiar with beauty and the beast i'm sure you have you seen you know the songs I, for the most part i could i, could, I remember like be my guest be my okay so um when emma emma watson comes out and sings bonjour you know the beautiful just just in tears wait mike what the, what is going on here i've it, never i'm i'm not gonna are lie you like a closet disney freak or something? no no i'm i'm really not that's what i don't really understand why um, i was crying I, there's something else that must be wait why okay first of all why were you planning it so far in advance to see beauty and the beast 3d They're like i feel like a whole suddenly a whole lot of questions about this no 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 i wasn't playing that far in advance but my wife uh-huh. i'm pointing to pillows but my wife wanted to see it she never goes to movies and that she wanted to see it so it, 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 it was it was something okay. all right and also because it was making a ton of money that pulls me in. It's like, all right, what's happening? Sure. I didn't really care about seeing it. Here's what's interesting about that it. That pulls me in the money. Okay, money. here's what's inter- interesting yeah. about it. Um, I was talking to my brother about this. Okay, most of the time when they remake movies. Okay. Um, Wait, it, hang on. Sorry, I didn't trip one more time. Did your brother also see this no, movie? No, he has not. <laughs> okay, he has not. Yeah. I just needed someone to talk to. Sure. Okay. Most of the time when they remake movies, um, Especially ones that, let's say, are 30 years old. They update it in some way. There's some new take. Uh, we, we think about Wicked. Wicked is based off of... We do think about Wicked. Is, well, well yeah. if we're talking along this like fantastical sure. sort of Disney vibe, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wicked is a, a prequel to hmm. uh, whatever the other movie was. What's it, the first one? The most famous the one? The Wizard of Oz. That big one. Okay. So, Beauty and the Beast, we're going to get a new one. But what it is literally is a shot-for-shot remake of the cartoon. Everything is the same. Yeah. It is exactly the same, except we put people in it as opposed to cartoons. Okay. Um, it's crazy to see that. It's also um, thrilling to be... <laughs> you're in this... So I'm sitting in this audience. This is the theater on Broadway by Union Square, um, north of Union Square, the AMC. It's a terrible theater. They mm-hmm. still have the seats that are... It's not stadium seating. It is like a slope, a slow yeah. descending slope. My wife has a seven-year-old boy standing behind mm-hmm. her with his hands basically on her shoulders, yeah. uh, uh, giving his own monologue during the movie, which is totally special and great. Yeah, he was reading thing. He was reading every word on the screen. 
parents try to keep them under control. But it's, I but, like that you think that's special and great because in my world, that's, no, it was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> it was horrible. <laughs> okay. I tried to be nice here, but it was horrible. Um, every person in the audience was the same girl that I knew from summer camp dance up at Jewish camp, mm-hmm. but we are now 30 year olds. Right. Everyone was the same age. Yeah. Watching a kid's movie. Yeah. Starring a woman that was in another series of kids' movies that mm. she's now assumed the lead role in another. It was, it's a weird movie. Exp- it's just a weird movie experience. Mm. I can't, it's like, it's weird mm. to see a cartoon <laughs> that is just, they just brought to life, but it's like the same movie. How would you even remember what the, I haven't like, I don't think well, I may have never seen the cartoon, and I certainly don't remember like what the shots were. Like, what is it? Well, not shot for shot, but like, so like Disney movies back in those days, particularly. I'm not like that much of an expert. Like, they had like songs in them. Sure, you know. Yeah, yeah. So like, basically, there's only they're basically just redoing the songs. There's no plot. They're, the movie they did not give a crap about like artistic license. Mm. There was no like, we're gonna give it this take. We're gonna make it about trump's america mm. but beauty and the beast you know mm. like the beast is is um l- liberalism and he's rejected <laughs> and no no no, it's literally just like <laughs> yeah no let's just let's just do the same crap that we did before but we're like we're gonna put people in it did i tell you what my uh movie experience was at rogue one when i went many months after it already came out so good so there was a f- there's an empty theater like pretty much because we saw it so so far after it came out sure and uh that's how i like to do things um <clears throat> and there was a guy sitting in the middle of this giant thing at like, you know, like 30 rows in, whatever, totally normal seat, seats everywhere. And a family of like six come in and they stand, the wife stand in front of, stands in front of him and it's like, you're in my seat. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. Guy, guy moves one seat over and they have to sit next to each other. It's a- <laughs> Great for that yeah. guy, though. Yeah, bold. And then they left. And then they left what? after about 20 minutes. What? They left. Yeah. That's the to co- do what? I don't know. To to go like pick their noses in public. I don't know. Be awful. That's what they wanted to do. Oh my lord. Yeah. What do you feel about the the reserve seat? Terrible. Oh my god. Did we have to make everything terrible? What is going on with this world? <laughs> I didn't know that was going to be the answer. Like, yeah. Dig in. Oh my god. Like everything has to be. I don't know. I was just like I was recently looking at a contract for for books. Working books. And I looked at one from 1957, and it was two pages. And it was like, you give us this, we'll give you that. Yes. And I was, sign off. I look at it now, it's like 45 pages of horrific, like, margin-laden nightmare. And it's because these lawyers got their hands on it, and they just want to make trouble for everybody. Well, I mean, it's, but it's like, I, I look, I think about, I actually thought about Beauty and the Beast. Like, who, whoever <laughs> made Beauty and the Beast? Like, I don't know who, like, wrote the original tale that is old as time, but that person is losing a billion dollars. This movie is going to make a billion dollars. And ever how much the cartoon has made over its span. You know how I know everything's getting terrible? Yeah, please tell me. In my building, what they just did. We're going to move because of this, I think. Not because of this, but this really? is another reason that we're going to... Where are you going to go now? We're going to move back to Brooklyn. It's where we belong. It's where we always belong. Yeah, that's right. Um, but have you seen this? They put in a new intercom, right? Intercom was like the door buzzer thing was working fine. Perfect. Like a normal doorbell. And sure. then you hit the talk and then person comes up now what they have is they put in a phone thing so somebody buzzes your thing and it calls you on the phone and then you hit zero 
and then it opens the door for them. So if you're like me and you have a person that lives with you, like your wife, you can only hook one phone up to the stupid thing. Oh, okay. So that's horrible. So she can't if she's ordering food or something. She like can't can't get packages, can't do anything unless I'm like by my phone all the time. And sometimes and you're you know, not. I like to not be by my. You're phone. not. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like having my phone on me. Anyways, it's terrible. It's terrible. Do you still? Are you yeah, but you don't have the flip phone anymore, so. No, that's that's horrible. I'm sorry. Just that's us just griping. That's horrible. <laughs> Brian and Mike griping on the internet. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Um, the movie. If you like Beauty and the Beast, go see it. But it's like you cried three times. You... I don't know what's wrong with me. I was kind of hungover from the day. I just had to go to work, and I just came yeah. from work, and I was like tired and yeah. like emotionally broken down. Yeah. Already. If I ever feel like I need to cry, there's like a couple of YouTube videos that I go to. That are like my go-, my go-to. Like like what kind of cries? Like deep, like meaningful oh, cries. Really? Yeah. What's on YouTube that does There's that? There's one where it's like this guy who teaches deaf kids in Africa. It's like, oh. okay, yeah, yeah, and like because they like they, all this like they they don't they they learn sign language for the first time. Nobody could communicate with them at all. They're like 15 years old, oh, and then God. suddenly like they see their understanding, and everyone else is understanding the elation in their faces. Mike, it just like makes your heart sore. Yeah, tears of joy. I just watched Jeremy Lin. You know, just playing basketball. I know. We've been talking too much, Mike. We got to send this thing out. Um, but so go go see Beauty and the Beast. Hit hit uh, Mike up at beautythebeast.mike. <laughs> I love Disney. I'm weird. It's a weird. <laughs> it's a weird film experience. That's all I'm saying. It's just weird. I don't believe I would find it weird at all. I think I would probably find it pretty rote and boring. No, that's. It's just a. It's a weird. Also because it's that cross-section of commercialism and art where it's like literally art is taken away. And it's just like, we're going to feed you this. Yeah. And you're going to like it. But yeah, Emma Watson passed up on La La Land for that role. Did she? Yeah. Big mistake. Emma Stone would still be better. They should have switched it. Flipped it. I thought about that too. Yeah. Um. All right. Brian, that's it. Hey, Mike, a great show. So we'll figure out a contest to do our... Yeah. Someone's got to get this lice-laden hat of, of Mike's. <laughs> Just kidding. No, he's got, he's got beautiful hair. Beautiful hair. Uh, check us out. iTunes. Glue guys, if you're not subscribing, you're a terrible person. Um, Nets Daily. Almighty Baller. And BK Glue guys on Twitter. Thanks, everybody. And, and uh, good, good night to you.